Coyote's Dream One morning I was sitting outside having a bit of cantaloupe, toast, and coffee and reading while waiting for time to go to the tractor parts store in Shelby. Chris was down the road helping the Larams with their cattle. Now I'd never seen Coyote except in the evening, but there he was, peeking around the corner of the workshop in the morning. I was quite surprised and motioned for him to come over. He trotted right over, we exchanged our howdy-do's, and then I asked him, What's up? What brings you here in the morning? He looked a bit bothered and answered, I had a dream last night, but not any regular dream. It was very strange, and I wanted to talk to you about it. I dreamed about an angel. Not a coyote angel, but a people angel. I've never dreamed anything like that. Before she appeared in the dream, I felt like I was flying low over the ground. In the end, I had a wonderfully peaceful feeling. Then there was something new, but I couldn't tell what it was. Then I woke up feeling rather strange. It was so different. Is this some terrible omen or something? I said, I certainly don't think so. In fact, it sounds pretty good to me, a lot better than the dream I had last night. Hmm. It, it may have some meaning that we just don't know yet. We'll see. Here, sit with me and have a little breakfast. I have some really nice ripe cantaloupe. He relaxed some and took the cantaloupe. Coyotes love cantaloupe, you know. He noticed that I was reading a book with a drawing of a coyote on the front and asked me what it was about. I told him that it was stories about another coyote and a man in Santa Fe who often ride about together in an old, open Volkswagen, go get donuts, and have long discussions about important matters. Coyote looked puzzled. Riding in a car and getting donuts? Must be some crazy coyote. You gave me a donut once. I really liked it, but you told me they weren't good for you. True, I said. But once in a while, a couple for a treat is okay. Just don't eat many. Tell you what. The reason that I'm not over helping with the cattle is that I have to go to Shelby to get a new wheel bearing for the big John Deere tractor. It's time for me to leave. The parts place will open about the time I get there, and there's a donut shop nearby. How would you like to go with me? just like the coyote in this book. Only we'll go in a pickup, of course. I think you need a break to take your mind off that dream. Coyote looked kind of worried and said, I, I don't know. That's a great offer, but I've never ridden in a pickup or anything like that, and I don't know any coyote who has. It looks really scary, but I've noticed the dogs seem to like it. If they can do it, I guess that I surely can being smarter and braver and all. But what happens when the guys in town see you with a coyote? That certainly wouldn't go over very well. Oh, I, I think you'll find it safe and comfortable and at the risk of insulting you. I'll tie a red bandana around your neck so they'll think you're just a dog. Huh, that is rather insulting, but it probably would be safer. Hmm, hmm. My pappy always told me not to be careless. But, on the other hand, he also told me to be adventuresome. I do trust you. Yeah, I'll do it. I went in the house and got a brand new red bandana, 
tied it around Coyote's neck as he grumbled a bit about how insulting it was. He hoped that none of the others would see him that way. I opened the door, and he climbed into the cab of the pickup. I started off slowly and gently so as not to frighten Coyote. Pretty soon we were rolling along the dirt road with a high trail of dust behind us, about as fast as Coyote can run. Coyote was quiet, looked a bit nervous. So I asked him, well, how do you like it? Oh, it's great, but it's spooky because I feel just like I did in the dream when I was flying low. When we got out onto the highway, he really liked the smooth, fast ride. We were now going a lot faster than a coyote can run. He even stuck his head out the side window a few times to feel the wind rushing by and his ears flapping a bit in the wind until a bug smashed on his nose and he yelped with disgust. He kept his head in after that and every time another bug went on the windshield, he muttered, Bug guts, yuck. We went to the parts store first. He lay low, nervously, on the seat till I came back. Then we went to the donut shop and I got some different kinds to try, plain ones, a couple of chocolate, French, and some powdered sugar. I got some coffee for me and some water for Coyote. We decided to go out of town and find a nice quiet place with a view on a side road to stop and have our treats. While we were picnicking, he told me how this all did seem like a dream. So he <laughs> nipped himself on the tail to see if it was real. Yep, it was real. As we were driving back along the dirt roads, we saw another coyote running along the fence, limping very badly. She's hurt, Coyote said. So I stopped, and he jumped out through the open window and ran to her, yipping a soft, gentle yip, which I suppose was to tell her that he was a friend. Fortunately, I had removed the bandana after we left the donut shop. I watched as she stopped, and they talked. She held one front paw high off the ground. While they talked, she kept looking back at the truck. I decided to get out and let her see that I was unarmed and friendly-looking. I smiled softly in her direction, making sure not to stare. Finally, she lay down, and he came running back to me. She was running by the road, and some yahoo must have thrown a bottle out of a car, and it broke on a rock. When she came running by, she didn't see the broken glass in the grass. Her foot is cut badly. I finally convinced her, swearing on the coyote oath, that you're a good person and we will help her. I slowly moved the pickup closer to where she was lying, and she got up, slowly and cautiously limped over with Coyote by her side. I spoke very softly to her, trying to reassure that we were there to help, and lifted her gently into the truck seat. She had a beautiful coat of fur. Coyote sat on the floor. She was shaking a little, so Coyote kept one paw on her shoulder to make her feel more at ease. When we got to the ranch, I drove around to a shed on the edge of the yard that had a few hay bales in it. I lifted her out and lay her inside on the hay. Then I said to Coyote, You must trust me more than ever now. I'm going over to the Larams where they should be about finished with the cattle and get a young woman named Daisy who is a veterinarian assistant. She usually cares for any of the pets that need it when she is out here. 
She loves animals, including coyotes. She will come and help. You stay with our new friend and tell her that no harm and only good will come to her. She must trust us. I went over to the Larams and explained the situation to Daisy. She grabbed her medical bag and rode back with me. I went into the shed first and explained that Daisy was here and to please not be afraid. I also explained that what she had to do might hurt some, but that it would only last a very little while. Coyotes understand that from their own medicine. Then I asked Daisy to come in, and when she appeared in the doorway, with the light behind her, her beautiful blonde hair shining, and her sweet smile and sparkling eyes, Coyote looked up, astonished, and exclaimed, It's her, the angel in my dream. It is her. I may faint. But he didn't. I don't think coyotes really do. He even considered biting his tail, but then thought better of it. Daisy cleaned, stitched, and bandaged the young coyote's foot as Coyote watched, still having trouble believing that all this was real. When Daisy was through, we left the two coyotes alone in the shed, and I took Daisy back to the Larums. As I have said before, I can't pronounce coyote names, and our new friend's name had no simple translation, so we agreed that I could call her Amelia. She stayed there resting and healing for a few days. Coyote stayed by her side much of the time, except when he went to get her some food and to report into the pack. I kept a pan of fresh water by the shed door for them, but otherwise left them alone. Pretty soon, Amelia was ready to step lightly on her foot, and Coyote took her to his pack where she was welcomed. We didn't see Coyote much after that, but when we did, he was always quite happy and assured us that Amelia was fine too. One evening, I asked him if he'd like to invite Amelia to dinner. He really liked the idea. I asked him what he would like to eat and that Chris and I would like to make it extra special. I explained that special dinners are a thing that we do to impress our ladies. He suggested buffalo burgers with all the stuff, except onions, of course. The next evening, Chris and I fixed the picnic table up with flowers, a tablecloth, and a small, soft light for when it got dark. We fixed buffalo burgers with all the trimmings, except onions, mashed potatoes, broccoli, and fresh huckleberries. Coyote and Amelia arrived. Amelia was a bit shy and quiet, but seemed to be comfortable and pleased. It really was a special evening. They brought us a fine specimen of mica to give Daisy. Coyote still referred to her as the angel. Then Coyote asked me if I would please do him one more favor. Sure, I said. What is it? Well, he said, would you please sing a song for Amelia? I told her that you sing, and I know that is also something you guys do to impress your ladies. Actually, I'm glad you asked that, I said, because I just happened to have a song that I wrote especially for you two. I went and got my guitar and sang. We were trotting along Neath the northern lights <laughs> The colors were so many 
It was one of those nights We stopped to watch the show From atop the hill Then we howled a while for fun Ow! As time stood still Lights were dancing in the sky There was magic in the air The night, the lights, and we without a care Oh, it's so great to be alive This time of year mm, But it's ever much more so when you are near hop up Coyote looked so surprised and asked, How did you know? That's pretty much the way it really happened a few nights ago. <laughs> I told him that Chris and I had come out one night to watch that wonderful show of northern lights, and we heard two coyotes howling. I was sure that it was them. I guessed at the rest and wrote the song. I still think that you must be part coyote, he said. Oh, that's very flattering, but I really think it's more that I have learned so much from you, I replied. We had a fine time, finishing with donuts, of course. Coyote and Amelia were very grateful and seemed so happy together that it made Chris and I feel proud of ourselves, as if we had something to do with it. Humans are like that. We saw Coyote even less after that, but each time he assured us that all was well and that Amelia was fine. He always had a certain twinkle in his old yellow eyes when he mentioned her name. Then one evening, he came very excitedly into the yard after dinner. I wondered about that timing as he usually comes before dinner. He asked Chris and me to please follow him, for he had something most special to show us. We hurried across the prairie for a ways, then into a ravine that we followed for quite a while. The moon was coming up, and we stopped there in the moonlight. By a new den dug in the side of the ravine was Amelia, and huddled closely to her were four beautiful coyote pups. Coyote simply said, Pay attention to your dreams. They may come true. The end, or maybe really just the beginning. <laughs> 